0: How's it going? It's another week of the NFC Roundtable. I am your host, Pei, of the Bear Claw Podcast, suffering fan of the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Dave, misery loves company. (laughs) Can you? And I'm glad it's just us two right now. Um, Because I think we we have um, similar feelings right now as as it relates to our early 2023 outlook um so what happened against those chargers
1: well first off hi i'm dave of vikings first and school and i am a suffering fan of a team that's 0 and 3 as well now what happened to the <laughs> with the chargers is the what's happened to the vikings all season long so far in three games we have a minus 7 turnover ratio we have put the ball on the ground nine times well one interception put it on the ground eight times that have counted that does not include the ones that have not counted because there's been a few of those that got either turned uh, whistle blown early or turned over by a penalty or something like that the minnesota vikings at least on the offensive side, have had a problem with greasy fingers. I don't know if it's Kirk Cousins doing his Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials or what it is, but they have a problem about putting the ball on the ground. And as much as we're turning the ball over, we cannot win. We're scoring enough to win. We're playing well enough to win. There's some gaudy stats on offense. I wish our defense was a little bit better, but they're not doing terribly. It's just, it's a matter of the ball being a funny shape and it's bouncing the wrong way.
0: That sucks. Uh, I wish I could drill down my team's ineptitude to just one thing. Uh, So, kudos. I, I, I... I congratulate you on at least understanding the root cause of why your team has still not scratched its potential or hit the win column so far this season. Uh, my team, those, those entertaining Chicago bears. And I only use that adjective because they are a talking point for everything other than what they do on the field. Oh, I take that back. Are
1: they even a talking point there too?
0: <laughs> I I, def, I take that back. But what they do on what they don't do on the field is a talking point. Oh man! As, as we, we left you last week, we was talking about our defensive coordinator who's been dismissed. Um,
1: as resigned, it
0: turned out, it? say it again.
1: He resigned, wasn't it?
0: Well, we don't know. I, I, maybe it's it, as it sounds. As we stand right here, right now. It is an official resignation, but as more details come out, it sounds like it was a forced resignation. Mm-hmm. So again, we don't know the whole story just yet. I don't want to speculate what I said last week has as so far born not to be true. Um, But yeah, we still don't have a defensive coordinator. Our head coach is calling the defense and he didn't bring any of that muster he had in Indianapolis. Our defense got gashed. By Kansas City. It they we held them to one score in the first quarter. Small wins. Small wins. Because we went we got to halftime. Mm-hmm. That second quarter uh, where it all fell apart. We gave them 27 in the second quarter. Uh, 20 in the last three minutes. Um we need a defensive coordinator. We need new defensive players. Dave, I wish I can just say I wish I can just blend this on Fumbles. We don't have an offense to to write home about. Our defense is quitting. Coaches you, are quitting.
1: <laughs> do you want a quarterback?
0: We need a quarterback as well. It it's it pretty. Much, I'm right there. I am. I'm ready to jump into this boat. We don't have a quarterback either.
1: Uh, it's just. I feel the frustration for you, but we do. I shouldn't say we. I'm sure the NFC North is laughing. We sort of laugh. But then, uh-huh. again, the Vikings are 0-3 and in danger of not making the playoffs after a 13-4 and year. And who knows what comes up in the near future if they continue their losing ways. Now, with you guys, if you continue your losing ways – You'll be looking at drafting one of those great quarterbacks in twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's the that's that's the only uh, uh, bright point right now. As as it relate as we project about further, like all right, man, you know, April, we'll be looking forward to April again. Okay, it's not like that's not uncharted territory for Bears Bears fans.
1: Oh, can you see that? Well, during the NFC North round table. And you have Bob and June, they're sitting there talking about who's going to win the division and Pay and Dave are talking about, "Did you see that college game and where he's sitting? <laughs> Can't wait to draft him."
0: <laughs> like, man, that, that that guy Caleb Williams, he's pretty exciting, isn't he? Like, mm-hmm. look, he he will look good in purple, won't he? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, oh he would, but i we still have a chance. Uh there's the Vikings are not out. Yeah, probably the best of all those O and three teams, which yes. is horrible to say.
0: It's I agree. Just- I agree. Um but I do gotta preface this. Only six teams since nineteen seventy nine made the postseason at the start 0 3. i do think i agree i do think you all still have a fair shot because again the root of your the root of your demise is can all be pointed to one thing and that's that as as funny as it as it sounds i mean turnovers is an easy fix you just stop doing it really right
1: right that's um, basically it
0: but it is it is kind of it is kind of bizarre. A season after you won eleven one score games, you start the season three one score games, oh four.
1: Mhm. Yep. And and we've had to come back, and all of them, I believe. And mm-hmm. there's and it hasn't worked out. It's they've been real close. They're at our fingertips, even with all those turnovers. They're at the Vikings' fingertips, but they have got the wrong bounce. It was at the end of the game against the Chargers. Kirk Cousins, we had driven down, converted a fourth. It's first and goal. Kirk Cousins having a hard time hearing, which has raised a huge stink because Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell blamed the fans because the stadium was loud, and it was loud. And proper decorum states, if your offense is on the field, you be quiet, right? Unless they're stinking and then you can boo them. That's fine. (laughs) But it was first and goal from the six. Kirk Cousins gets the snap, drops back. TJ Hawkinson goes across just on the other side of the goal line. Kirk puts it in an almost perfect spot. Hits him right here at the palm of his (laughs) hand, base of his hand. Bounces up. Into the Chargers' defenders' hands, interception. Basically, game over at that time. Yeah, I, it's just you know, last year he would have hit that sucker eleven out of ten times and caught it. This year, weird. Also against the Chargers, our, uh, one of our defensive backs, a Caleb Evans, goes back to make a play. Goes up. Basically, the ball goes through his hands. He catches it. Didn't go quite through his hands, but he catches it. In a long, it was a long pass play. He goes up to defend it, catches it, comes down with it. The ball hits the ball on his helmet. It bounces out of his hands into the receiver's hands for a Chargers touchdown. That's That's the story of the 2023 season so far for the Minnesota Vikings. All in one microcosm of one game. And that didn't include the fumbles. And it just... Has Vikings fans frustrated? Has the Vikings coaching staff and front office frustrated? And the media is... Oh, they're going wild with it. But... They can hopefully turn it all around on Sunday when we go down to Carolina.
0: Speaking of, speaking of Carolina, your next four games, Carolina, Kansas city, Chicago bears and the San Francisco 49ers. The outlook for your team is up in the air. Is that fair? Just based on that, that upcoming schedule for October, mm-hmm. I think this is a must-win. I mean, we just we just said that the Vikings are the closest out of all these winless teams. Out of all the of all the sludge in the NFL, the Vikings are at least you know premium sludge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is a must-win. You got to beat the Carolina well, it's,
1: Panthers. It's it's got to be I, even if we realistically, all right. The Super Bowl champs a week after, and then Kansas City, who is at the top of the NFC. Uh-huh. Because we won 13 games last year, we get to play all four conference-winning teams. So we get to face those. Those were when we started the season, or prior to the season, the schedule comes out, we we're marking, nah, that's probably a loss. Man, nah, that's probably a loss. And we're still figuring we're, we're winning 10 to 12 games. But we mark both of those down for a loss because we figured heck, they're a better team all around. Vikings have their flaws. Their flaws generally reside on the defensive side of the ball or the interior of the O and D lines specifically. But we mark those downs as losses. If the Vikings win against the Panthers and then beat your Bears a few weeks later or a couple weeks after that, the best we can do is two and five is what everybody's thinking now Uh who knows anything can happen on any given Sunday in the NFL and we could go in and like the Lions did beat the Kansas City Chiefs they're playing Uh in our house for that one do I see it Mm -hmm. maybe if Taylor Swift comes up you know and becomes a distraction for Kelsey but other than that I don't see it it's And at 2-5, and the trade deadline is, what, the following week, I think it is. It's the end of October. Got to look at the schedule. It's right after we play the Packers. That's the deadline. Would the Minnesota Vikings be if they've basically been all but mathematically eliminated from the playoffs?
0: October 31st, 4 p.m. Eastern.
1: Mm -hmm. Would they start to trade and go into a full rebuild, trade assets and go into a full rebuild? And that's the question we've been asking.
0: I like that segue. I like that segue, Dave. I think, and I'm going to bounce this off you, you don't win against Carolina. I think you might want to start that rebuild a little early, don't you think? And there's a team in East Rutherford that was, <laughs> that, that is going to be calling you really soon.
1: Yeah, because uh, Kirk Cousins and jeff Justin Jefferson, for that matter, are both on record paces this season. Kirk Cousins to throw over six thousand yards. JJ. Just barely missed getting over 150 yards three games in a row. He had 149 last week. After not getting targeted in the first quarter, there was a. Could the Jets call for Kirk Cousins? There are reports in the media they have already started to make those moves. I don't know how valid they are, but they've already started to make those moves. The problem with the New York Jets and the problem with Kirk Cousins, let's start with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has a no-trade clause. So he's on the team this year, and the only way he could be traded is if he agrees to it. Without that, everything's a no-go. As much as we may want, the Jets could offer us the next 10 years of draft picks, he can say no. But, Would we get to the point where management might say, hey, it's in your better interest to go because there's no mathematic, realistic way for us to get in the playoffs and be competitive? That's a possibility. But first, they have to convince our owners, Ziggy and Mark Wilf. That's the case, and they have to agree to it. It's a sticky wicket. And then with the Jets in particular, the Jets don't have a first and second to give up for Kirk Cousins. And in my opinion, he'd be worth a first in the middle of the season to come and be as good as he is. A first? I think so. Second at the least. You're talking about a quarterback that's top five in all the quarterback ratings.
0: Ah, That's a tough sell. You've watched him as
1: long as I have in the division, but he has literally that been that good this year.
0: Uh, that's a tough sale. CMC got traded midseason. Season. He got second. The highest pick that he got traded for was a second and uh I think a, a few thirds and a fourth. Um a a first round pick. That is that is uh um,
1: that's a hefty. Hey, we, well, I should say we, Vikings did it, and I don't think we're the only team that, is, that has done it before.
0: The Packers, um, the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers for a first, and I believe a fourth. Right. That was doing that all
1: season. And that's um, tied up with how many yeah. snaps he plays. That'll change to a second. Mm-hmm. But the Jets can't trade that pick right now because it has to wait to the end of the season as to how many snaps he gets. Uh-huh. That, that's one of the problems with the Jets. Now, as far as trading first, we did it in 2016 when uh, Teddy Bridgewater's knee blew up and he dislocated his knee on the practice field right before week one. We traded a first to the Eagles for Sam Bradford and Sam Bradford did Rather well, except for Sam Bradford could have been the best quarterback the Vikings have had in eons, decades. Except for his knees. His knees were shot. But when it came to arm talent and smarts, boy, he was dead on. Uh Is there a team that's willing to do that to guarantee them sort of wins? Jets is the big one. Hey, Jets need a quarterback. They live in New York. The They own the market, them and the Giants, and we know the Giants don't look so great, except for they beat us. Um, Could he go there? It's possible. Now, the team I'm looking to, if they do that, if they decide to go that route, because Kirk's not under contract next year, he can walk. I fully expect him to walk. After a good year, I expect him to go someplace that's going to put in a bidding war for him and pay him way too much money, especially for a quarterback that will be 36 next year. But Uh the place I would like to trade him to, or the most realistic one, I see could be Atlanta. Because Atlanta has a team already set up. They've got a young quarterback that isn't so great. If they had a quarterback that could do what Kirk does even at Kirk's level they could win the South easy because they are—they look that good this season so far. Kirk's wife's family is from Atlanta. He met his wife in Atlanta. That's you know, quasi home. He uh-huh. I could see him waving his no trade clause for Atlanta, if they turn up interested. Heck, I could see the Saints. I could see your team, the Bears, if they wanted we're to not, do, that. We're, we're do
0: that. We're not <laughs> going to do that. We're not going uh, to do that. That's No, I. That's I, a. We're going to storm Palace Hall, and you know, climb fences, and you know, have a whole insurrection at the. Uh, at the Bears headquarters, they trade for a quarterback midseason season. Don't <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. If if we're bad, just let us be bad and let's go start over at the beginning. But I wanted I wanted to ask you before we uh pivot real fast. You said Sam Bradford could have been the best quarterback for Vikings in Eons. I need to know what Eons mean because uh
1: Since Tarkington.
0: Since t- Warren Moon?
1: Long term. Oh uh, yeah, no, Warren okay. Moon Warren Moon. Okay. Oh my okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> No, we've had some fly, old guy flash in the pants. Okay. okay, have been All fantastic. Right. Warren Moon, Cunningham.
0: I, yeah. Um, I was up Randall is one of my favorites. I was like, whoa. Okay. No, but I to make sure.
1: If he was healthy, he would have probably become our franchise quarterback through the end of the teens until probably about now. If, I got you. But his, his knees were shot. I mean, we got some great games out of him. Absolutely slaughtered the Saints with him. And then the the knees just went. And the, we could never get him back. Yeah. But he made his money. You gotta remember Sam Bradford was the last one to come in on the ultra-expensive draft mm-hmm. contracts, mm-hmm. making over $50 million for never touching a football. It's a good gig when you can get it.
0: Yeah. It's good. Good work. Good work. You can, if you can find it. That's great work. Um, other other places in the division, you have my team playing the also incredibly embarrassing Denver Broncos. Both teams gave up over 100 points last week. Um, so yeah, it's a race to the bottom. We didn't give up 70. We didn't give up 70. It felt like it. It felt like it. we we were giving up touchdowns in the middle of a Taylor Swift concert. So uh, it, the the embarrassment was, you know, by, le, you know, by level. Mm-hmm. So there's a race to the bottom with the Bears at, versus Denver. You know, who can, who can score the most while not giving up the most? That's the best way to describe this game. Both teams' defenses are playing Olay right now. <laughs> hey, watching that watching miami run the ball for seemingly 500 yards against Denver Denver's defense was they quit um I hope they I hope they haven't re- regained their uh their desire <laughs> coming into this coming into this weekend it, w- it would certainly help my team uh we have to score 30. we haven't come close to scoring 30 all season but I, I feel that if we can't score 30. Never mind. Never mind. Winning or losing. If we can't put up thirty on that team, it's it's gotta. You gotta start. You, you gotta fire the offensive coordinator. And you, you, there's a lot of talk about getting rid of uh, head coach Ibraflus. And I say no because you get rid of him, you got to promote somebody, and there's nobody underneath that you should you should promote.
1: Oh, you just put in the interim and then hire your next guy. Now I've heard that about Iberflus. I've also heard complaining about the GM.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another one. That's, uh, we talked about this on our review of, uh, of the of the last game. With each passing week, multiple decisions. Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, has made has become more of a fireable fence as as time moves on. Hiring Iberflus. Iberflus has won three games out of twenty-two. Um, trading a first-round pick, well, trading a pick that became a first-round pick for Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool has, I believe, four catches on the season. Um, and his and his commitment to football has been questioned all since he got here. Uh, what else? Um, trading another first-round pick for DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. That. Is not working out too well. uh, Trading uh, Roquan Smith. Trading Roquan Smith for the pick that you eventually traded to get Chase Claypool. And you replaced him with Tremaine Edmonds, who has not been a difference maker in any sense of the word so far this season. All of these things get worse and worse and worse as time moves on. And I can't see how Brian Poles could keep his job.
1: Well, and today you just picked up one of our practice squatter veterans, Joe Vaughn Williams.
0: Is he the a quarterback? quarterback. No, he's a corner. Oh, he's oh, a corner.
1: He's an old corner that started out in
0: New England. Oh, no, I mean, we can use help on the, on the outside too. I'm not I'm not mad at it. <laughs> We're, we have help on the sides everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere on this thing. Uh, yeah, but like I said, if we have to show something on offense. We we cannot have an inept inept performance. We we only scored ten against Kansas City, and that ten was in the most garbage of garbage times. Um, we scored twenty against Tampa Bay, and no, seventeen against Tampa Bay. And I, I promise you, it was a struggle the whole time. If we can't score thirty, just half. Of what Miami put against Denver, offensive coordinator has to be let go. He has to be relieved of duties that day. It can't, it can't go on any further. And then we have to have a serious conversation about our quarterback. If we if we can't put anything on the if we can't put anything on the scoreboard, again, forget winning the game. We have to show some life somewhere, somehow. And it all starts on the offense. Our defense, it is what it is. We knew coming into the season the defense is going to be less than stellar we still we can't we struggled rushing the passer last year we only had 20 sacks last season and the, the leading sack uh attainer on the team was a linebacker we we didn't address it at all this offseason again another reason to fire poles we didn't address it at all in off season but well that's a lie. we signed yannick Nagatway after the third preseason game so we did at least throw something out there um so we know the defense one will be than
1: a pass rusher he will not play the run
0: that's fine that's fine uh, we needed somebody to get pressure on the quarterback and <laughs> varying success so far that, that's the nicest thing I can say um
1: but believe it or not as much trouble as Poles is in Adolfo Mensa is starting to feel that as well mm-hmm because of some poor draft picks, especially in this first draft last year and this year, stuff contributing to the 0-3 start. Not that he can't hold on to the football as a GM, but there are some questions, and it's starting to brew. So, just to let you know, your misery, if it loves company, you
0: may have some soon. Oh, we've got some. Oh, and you and you spoke up. Of- Draft picks. Let me tell you about this. So we we had the number one draft pick. I don't know if you remember that. We had the number mm-hmm. one draft pick, and we traded down twice, if I'm not mistaken. Traded down twice, and both players that we were rumored to, you know, be interested in, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, they look a lot better than the than the player we eventually drafted, um, Darnell Wright. He looked. He's probably our best offensive lineman, but he's not showing what Jalen Carter, or Will Anderson are showing on tape right now. So Ryan pose, your seat is a charcoal right now. You, uh, yeah. you need some good luck and it has to start this week.
1: Well, hopefully it'll be, I'll, I look forward to watching the highlights because my game will be on same time as yours. I'll track it during the game, but good luck.
0: Yeah. We need all of it. We need, all the luck we need. Pixie dust, horseshoes. Get damn rocks.
1: To return all their stuff they stole. The works.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um final score. Final score predictions for your team.
1: Well, I haven't given any yet this season because it was unlucky. So now I'm going to start because that's blown out the window. I think the Vikings win. Hopefully they score 30. I want them to score 30 points. They should score 30 points, and they have yet to do that. Let's go 31-21. Vikings over Panthers.
0: That's not a bad prediction. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. I don't over think and
1: under is 45 or 48 mm-hmm. and a
0: half, something like that. So fair prediction. I don't even I'm not even too sure. Bryce Young is gonna play.
1: Um, Neither are we. It, it's up in the air right now. Gotta played a
0: rare, rare rifle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's, he's beat won. us before. Yeah. Payback time. <laughs> I've got the Bears. Again, I'm going to keep calling the Bears until they make me a winner. I've got the Bears pulling it out. 33-31.
1: I would love to see it because Sean Payton would be pissed.
0: That's exactly why I, did, I needed that. That's another reason why it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. The uh, His press conference are becoming things of legend. Mm-hmm. They are. And <laughs> That's
1: great. Anyways, but I've got to go. I've got another show to do. I want to thank you for having me. And as always, Skull Vikings!
0: Skull Vikings. Bear down while you're at it.